We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome into another edition of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's the superstar. He is the superstar. Shut there was up. a huge story written about him today in The Athletic. And, you know, because of this huge story, you decided to, to blow this off, this podcast. You forgot all about me already. You That's have forgotten where you came from. No, I'm 13 minutes late to record, but it was because I honestly just forgot that I told you that we would do it today. I honestly thought it was tomorrow. So that is oh, what you were doing. You were reading your press press clippings. That's no, I wasn't. I was I was watching Northwestern and Minnesota in their final regular season game, so I could do a good job tonight. So uh, Brendan Quinn, the, and if you haven't read the story, uh, you need a subscription for the Athletic. But Brendan Quinn did a story on you today, and and I will say this, Brendan. Before I, I don't want to increase your ego at all, but I'm going to increase Brendan Quinn's, who I think might be the best college basketball writer in the country. I think he's that good. He called me as I was walking into Cameron. I can't remember if it was the day of the game or the day before. When did you meet with him? Saturday? Thursday. Oh, Thursday. It was, it was before the Ohio State-Michigan State game Thursday. Yeah. It was while I was, I was walking into the news conference. Kay had a news conference at 1 o'clock on Thursday. Usually people have them on Friday. He had it on Thursday. So I was walking in. He called me. Um and I had to be forced to say some positive things about you, which was yeah, it had to be tough. I'm sure it was hard for you. you know, it was very, a, very difficult. Very one, of my, difficult. one of my toughest critics, Jeff Goodman. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, so you, you, he wrote a good story about you. He really did. He wrote a good story about you. Um, and I don't know. If, have you read it yet? Uh, I did. I read it this morning. Yeah, it was really nice of him. He, uh, yeah. he was really fun to hang out with. We talked a lot about golf. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a ton about his, his he's coverage. A, he's of, writing about golf, golf now, isn't he? Yeah, he covers the PGA Tour. Yeah. So we talked a lot about golf courses and, and then some basketball, too. But yeah. <laughs> he was he was super great, and it was really nice for him to say that stuff. And everybody who was um, – he interviewed, even you. Was even really me. Nice. It was so difficult. I, I, I appreciate you saying those nice things, and everybody else for saying those nice things, too. No, I, I mean it. I mean, I, and it kind of hit me reading it of like, sometimes I forget the adversity went through as a player because we've known each other so long, even since right. then and talked so much that 
you forget. And obviously, you know, again, I, I think it's fair to say we're all supposed to be objective when we do this job. And you know that now better than ever. Sure. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to be objective. I had known you since you were a kid and watched you go through some of those injuries. And then remember talking to you when you were overseas. We went out for dinner one night in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, in Chicago, we went out. And then when you came to Boston, you started an NBA game in Boston. Yeah, I, I probably started what? 11 games in my career. So you got to see one of the 11 I, I did. actually started. It was crazy. The, the, you know what the funniest thing about that game was? So Micah Shrewsbury was an assistant on those yeah. Boston teams with Brad Stevens, and I played for Micah for a year at Purdue. And he was sitting next to Rajon Rondo on the bench, and I start, and I'm guarding Jeff Green. And you know how Jeff Green is. He is really talented, but there was nights when he was like, you know, Coasted. I don't really want to yeah. play that hard. And I was like, you know – balls to the wall if I don't play as hard as I can I'm not going to be here very long so like I'm looking at this like all right I gotta freaking defend Jeff Green to the best of my ability and Jeff was having a bad game and Micah told me after the game he goes I'm sitting next to Rondo and Rajon says to me shit Jeff's getting checked by a science teacher out there <laughs> and I was like you know in my heart that really hurts me but it actually is really funny <laughs> So that's yes. pretty, pretty hilarious. <laughs> that is pretty good. But yeah, I mean, all the adversity and, and he didn't really didn't get into that so much. It was more looking forward at kind of what you've done in, in this part of your career. But I, I just think an, a lot of people that probably watch you on TV now, you know, the younger, whatever. I don't think they realize everything you went through in your career, yeah. the two torn ACLs, the, and even like the back brace. I mean, the back was one that <laughs> the, the back brace yeah. was. Still, you get to bring out of the closet. You the need to wear shell. that. You need yeah, to wear you know, that you know on, a, on awesome. a pod. You know what was awesome about the turtle shell? As I got more healthy, I kept wearing it through the USA basketball stuff my sophomore <laughs> year. So at tryouts, I'm feeling good. I'm using that bad boy as a battering ram. Like, I'm slamming into Evan Turner and, like, <laughs> posting him up. And no one wanted to guard me because it was a weapon. It became like, like a weapon. metal jacket out there. Dude, it was. Like, initially, it was necessary to not like have my back feel so <laughs> crappy but once i started feeling better i was like dude i can use this as a weapon i'm going to crush people when i like boxing out posting <laughs> up. Evan turner yeah Evan he, turner. he ended up all right he he's fine he's fine um all right so anyway we'll 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 pick up with a few conference tournaments here in a bit but um <clears throat> did you get a chance to watch watch the duke carolina game on tv or no no, I was flying. I, yeah. So I was I was in the Indianapolis airport and I was I was eating dinner because um, we had Indiana Purdue at two and I had a flight at seven. So the game tipped at what? Uh, six, uh, six, six. OK, yeah. so I was yeah. sitting at the the Harry and Izzy's at the Indy right. airport and they got a million TVs. And I was like, oh, good. I'll, I'll get to watch uh, some kind of the fanfare and, and the start for our to leave. And that Kansas, Texas game. You oh, don't, you I don't heard even this. know this. It went, it went to overtime, yeah. and Jalen Coleman-Lance made a shot that didn't count by, like, maybe two-tenths of a second, one-tenth of a second. I mean, it was – you have to think not what the network wanted. wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Definitely but not. that game that game was huge, too. Like, that was for the, for the Big 12. Yep. And so they were cutting in and out, and you got to see some of it, but probably not all of it. Um, so, yeah, it was – I got to see that. And then I, I don't think – 
because that game went so long and I'd leave my flight, I didn't get to watch any of the game. Yeah, and, and the game became significant. We didn't think it was going to be significant at all. And the lead-up was cool, Rob. I, I think I I'm told sure. you, you know, even when we did um, when we did the, uh, the podcast, um, you know, to me, the lead-up was cool. It wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be the day before the game because all the tents were gone out front. But the day of the game, it was, it was awesome. In that main area, uh, right by game day, it was packed. You know, fans come in, you know, all these environments this year, you just, you appreciate them so much more because we didn't have them last year. So they're all great. Like, you know, Texas, Texas Tech was the best for me, but Providence was awesome. UCLA was great when they played Villanova. Obviously this one was great. And then you had the game and I was just, I was shocked. I was shocked that Carolina came out and played as, as hard and as mentally tough as they did. But my take on that was, Weren't they pretty loose? I mean, I know yeah. I know they're on the bubble, but they're still loose because nobody thinks they're going to win the game. Well, I wanted to ask you, did you think that Duke's players were overly tight because of the fact that, yo, this is this is coach's last home game, last game against Carolina. Do you think that that yeah. impacted those dudes? You don't at think the they... end. At the end, yes. I, I saw the, the videos of him talking and everybody looked like, you know, season's yeah. over, like, and that's where – you hear Coach K say that. But they were up, Rob. Like, so here's what happened is uh, Carolina got off to a good start. Then Baycott picked up his second foul with about six minutes left in the first half. He begged to go back in the game. Hubert wouldn't put him back in the game. Duke went in a run. They went up about 10. They literally went on a, 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 a real – I said it. I looked over to Norlander next to me. I said, all right, Duke's going to be up 10 at the half. Yep. Well, they went up 10 quickly with about two minutes left in the half in, in the span of about four or five minutes. And then – Carolina came back, cut it to two. I forget. I think it was R.J. Davis hit a three maybe at the end of the half to cut it to two. So I'm like, all right, like maybe this will be game a little bit. Maybe we'll get a game at the end. So I don't think it was necessarily Duke playing tight until the end. And then Carolina was up with five minutes left, with two minutes left. And then you saw guys taking dumb, ill-advised early in the shot clock um, shots. And then they got tight. You could see it. But I don't think they were tight. After the first maybe couple minutes, I think they were amped up early. Yeah, amped they got up. To, but they got off to a bad start, didn't they? they but they, that's they, why I, but I that think was, they were too, they were too, too hot. Yes. Too hot. I could see, like, the, the beauty of Duke compared to anywhere else is we still get those seats that are right. I mean, the best seats in the house because you're in yeah. front of the Cameron Crazies. Right. Literally, Trevor Keels is – you can't – here's how tight it is. I couldn't – couldn't stand for the national anthem. I could. There's no way you can get up. You have to climb over the the table to get into your seat. Once you're in the seat, they are on you. I could legitimately. I felt guilty as hell, but I could not stand up for the national anthem. Did, did you so, get stuff poured? Was it paint or is it beer paint. that you said? Did you get paint. paint dumped on you? Not much. Yeah, it was not. Actually, I probably should look in my jacket. I I shouldn't say <laughs> that. There probably is. It's a blue jacket. So. There probably is blue paint on there. Um, so then, you know, after the game, obviously the big thing was they lose. They go in the locker room for 15 minutes. They come out. Oh, so it was a pretty long. It was a long wait then. Yeah, 13, 15 minutes. Well, I'm sure he lit into his team. <laughs> That's I mean, so come on. I'm sure he, he said, I asked Paulo, and Paulo said, yeah, he basically, he was disappointed in us. He was pissed off. And I came out, and he was pissed off and disappointed. You could see it. He grabbed the microphone, basically said, you know, this is an embarrassment. 
I apologize. His family tried to, you know, stop him. Wait, an embarrassment. Like Carolina is on scholarship. It's a rivalry game. Like they lost, but an embarrassment. So then later in in the media, he was very uh, complimentary to Carolina. I mean, Armando Baycott is an animal. (laughs) That dude, he was He lives with 20 and 15. You know, that's what he does. So I, I just, when I heard him say it's an embarrassment, I was so confused because it's not like they lost to a D2 school. He, he was embarrassed their by their effort. He was embarrassed by their effort, I think, was a bit in their fight and, yeah. and their, probably their mental toughness. All of the things that we've hammered Carolina for all year, that's kind of what Duke was on this yeah. night. And again, the pressure was there. No doubt they had heard about it all week. But as bad as Kay was in that postgame in, to the crowd that that was caught on on camera by everybody because I think ESPN stuck with it. He was that good in the post game to the media afterwards. I think then he had a chance to kind of take everything in, and he was funny. He he made fun of himself. He said how much he's he's happy that this is over. Um, you know, and and even like okay, here's a small example, but I think it does say a lot about somebody. I've seen a lot of coaches go after student reporters. When student reporters ask a question, whether it's a good question or a bad question, a lot of coaches look at them like they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, right, the last right. question came from a student reporter at Duke, and I just – I loved how Kay looked him in the eye, the entire question, answered it. Probably, you know, might be the last time again that that, that reporter gets a chance to ask Kay a question. I, you just – you do learn something about somebody that in that context – because I've seen enough guys go at these kids, and I think it's bullshit. And he was obviously coming off a, an embarrassing loss. So um, how, how much do you think – What? how does this affect Duke now going into the ACC tournament, Rob? And then we'll talk about what's on, what's on the line for the ACC tournament besides for Duke. I don't think it affects them at all, honestly. I, I think it's one game. I, I think it's a tough deal where you wanted to win it. There was a lot of pressure on you to win it. You didn't. And, you know, like Coach K said, we have a lot to play for still. They're a good team. Um, so I, I think it's it's probably more of a, a footnote to, in history now. There, it's like, yep, right. Duke lost Coach K's last home game against the, <laughs> their rival. I when was they there. killed him. Yeah, right. right. It's it's more of that, but yeah. I don't think it. The ACC tournament, I think I don't know if they can still get to that one seed. I want to say they're pretty harshly on. It'll be the, tough. The two line. Yeah. So to me, you win a game. If you lose after that in the semis, it doesn't matter. Right. Just get ready for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they were bad defensively. That was the one thing that they got to shore up. R.J. Davis just got to the basket whenever he wanted, did whatever he wanted. He looked like damn Kyrie Irving out there at times. (laughs) Um, ACC tournament. Here's to me what's on the line and tell me if, if there's anything different for you. You know, by the time this podcast goes out, Wake will have played uh, Boston College. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one for Wake. They can ill afford to lose that. I think if they lose that, they're out. I really believe that they're out. The, the bubble, the bubble is the story for the ACC. 100 Dame, Wake yep. Forest, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, Miami. Miami. Yes, Miami. And I don't think Miami Virginia's Boston. not really in the equation. Virginia's got to go. Lunardi, Lunardi had them next four out, so they're wow. okay. They're all right. So they probably super far. Yeah, they got to go. And, and again, the good thing is they can they can win some games, right? They get. They get Louisville, Georgia Tech, then they get Carolina, which is actually not a bad, and then they would get Notre Dame. So if they can get to the championship game, which again, Tony Bennett, shit, 
he could he could win the ACC title and it wouldn't shock you, would it? No, no. I, I guess. Well, let me say this: with this year's team outside of the Duke win, right? It would shock me if they won the ACC title. It's still not, Tony Bennett. It's not, a, it's not a diss on him. It's right. more of just I don't think his team is capable. Agreed. Agreed. But some. All I'm saying is, all right, Virginia, North Carolina, they could win that. Virginia, Notre Dame, they or no or Virginia Tech, they could win that. Then they get to Duke. <laughs> And they might already be on the right side. You know, again, that's one. If they win two games, that's a team I could see getting in the first four. That's yeah. a team that I could see the committee saying, you know what? We don't have another big name program to put in the first four. Let's let's get make sure we get Virginia in there so people watch. You know, you said that they, they could get another name. I don't know. My man, Nate Leshevsky, who's on my, my all-star team that I drafted, he, I think he'd have something to say about that. So. Um. But, yeah, I think the other teams are all going to be in. I, I think the ACC is going to get five, four or five teams in at the end of the yep. day, which seems it seems high for how bad the league Compared was. Compared to what we were saying yeah. in December where it was yeah. like they could get two. And, and, again, they're close to getting two. I mean, it's not like the other three are going to are gonna get in and, and they're, they're all close. I mean, Miami, Wake, and, and Notre Dame are all probably on the 11 line today. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Know what's great? being able to work from anywhere. I just need my laptop and decent Wi-Fi. Know what's not so great? Being spread out across the country and trying to keep the team on the same page and focused on tasks. That's why I'm a huge fan of Coda. With teams working all across the country, if your best work is spread out across documents and spreadsheets and a stack of workflow tools you have to jump in and out of all day, you need Coda, the doc that brings it all together. Coda is endlessly customizable and connected. There are templates for anything and everything. Product roadmap, remote onboarding, OKR tracker, meeting notes, you name it, Coda has it. Coda adapts to growing teams and changing strategies. It can help change how you view info depending on what you need to do with it. Perhaps most importantly, Coda seamlessly integrates with all the tools you need. Everything in Coda is synced. Make an update in a table and it automatically shows up everywhere. No more relying on copy and paste to keep linchpin projects current. Your team can operate on the same info and collaborate the way we all want to, quickly and efficiently. With Coda, you can solve for just about anything. And right now, you can get started having your team all working together on the same page for free. Head over to coda.io slash good. That's coda.io slash good. All right, let's move over to your, your Big Ten boys. Uh, what is the biggest storyline right now in the Big Ten tournament for you? Can Illinois get to a three? Can Purdue get to a two? Um, yeah. You know, Purdue-Wisconsin could play in the semis if it stays chalk. I, I don't know if, you know, certainly Wisconsin's 2-0 against Purdue on the season. They, they swept them. So I don't know if one win would be enough to – because right now Lunardi's got them as the eight and the nine teams in his S-curve. Okay. So I don't know if that's enough for them to pass them. You know, to go two and one, I guess maybe the thing about the Big Ten that everyone always says, and I have never actually fully understood is, does the championship actually get credit? Because to me, I assume that the committee would say, all right, if this team wins, this is what the bracket is. There's two brackets, wins, Rob. Yeah, there's two brackets. I assume, but everybody's always like, well, we don't get credit because we're the last game. And I, I don't no. totally buy that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it's for those top teams. Can they move up a seed line? And then it's the bubble as well. 
Indiana, Rutgers, Michigan. Yeah. I think Michigan's probably in after beating Ohio State. I do too. I and do Rutgers too. seems to be pretty secure as well. Uh, Lunardi's got them last four buys. Indiana is the first team out of the tournament. So they've got to beat Michigan. That's the, that's the, to me, that's the biggest game in the Big Ten tournament. By the way, right I am there. wearing the hat. Uh, in honor of your your uh, alma mater, because um, they don't really like you these days, or a segment somebody, of population. Somebody so on this podcast has to be well liked. That's right. Purdue fan I, base. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna take you in Purdue Nation, and and you can take me back in instead of Hummel, because um, we gotta have somebody that's 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 well represented. Most, and right most now, of the so most of the fan base <laughs> loves you. you listen, yeah, it's one it's, thing you learn: you can't. Yeah, you, they want you to be Homer Harry. And, and yeah. you're, that's not going to be you. You're not going to be Homer Harry, not on the air, at least off the yeah, air. Tune in, tune in to tune into Bobby Riddell. My man, Bobby right. Riddell will be that. He's the pretty radio guy. That's right. He can be Homer Harry. And, he can. And, it's his and job. That's fine. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, to me, Illinois, Purdue, like, I just want to see, can they get some real momentum here? Totally. Like, you know, I think one of those teams is going to go in and, and people are going to be on the bandwagon. Like, well, yeah. I think one of them probably wins the Big Ten tournament, if I had to guess. Yeah. But also, everybody... if Iowa was to win, oh. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. If I, they missed a ton of free throws there tonight in yeah. Champaign. I would not did. be surprised at all if they won the, the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. In Wisconsin, you know, as much as I, I love what they've done this year and, and give them all the credit in the world for what they've done, I'm still not a believer yeah. of this Wisconsin team going – Deep. I, I, in fact, I think Michigan State has a good draw here. You got Maryland again, and then they would see Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. And they, they won in Madison. I will say for, for Wisconsin, how healthy is Johnny Davis? Right. That, right. that is the biggest question. And he's just and been I, I will also, I know, but he, he took that hard fall yep. and never yep. came back on the floor against Nebraska. Right. Um, I will say about them, though, early in the year, they won games because Johnny Davis was incredible. Yes. 30 against Houston. Yep. 37 at Purdue. Yep. We had some of these massive games. And later in the year, other guys have gotten really way better. Yeah. You know, when you, Chucky yep. Hepburn has made huge strides. He missed 100%. some big shots and some free throws against Nebraska, but. Yep. The Purdue game, he's phenomenal, and he's he's been really good over the last month of the season. Davison is an All Big Ten player. Stephen Crow has gotten way better. You know, they, they've yep. had some guys really improve. Yeah, and they've had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, and they've shuffled guys. And Greg Gard is, I think he he has got to be in the conversation for big for National Coach of the Year. I I, I know that there you know, Tommy Lloyd's got to be there. Um, you know, Ed Cooley's got to be there, but I yep. think Greg Gard's, no, Gard's got to be right there be. with those guys. He's yes. got to be in the top three guys. He's been awesome. Like yeah. what the job Greg Gard has done, again, has been incredible because I don't think anybody, if you were ranking teams one to 100 in the preseason, you might have had tenth, tenth in the Big Ten preseason poll. Yeah. So you would have had him somewhere. We didn't have him in, in our top 50. Good I mean, job. Good job probably, by you. You and yeah. Rob. Nice. I, I, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I just joke. Anyway, anyway, I agree. Yeah, I got a lot of misses this year. A lot of the Maryland bench, Curbelo, Wisconsin, Providence, a lot of misses. Texas. Curbelo, Curbelo, though, is not totally fair because he got hurt so much. Right. And right. he's had a weird season. Yeah, so. he sure has. All right. SEC, your, your big, you know, what's on the line here? What's the one thing 
you're watching. For me, it's it's a Kentucky Auburn final. Kentucky Auburn, yeah. For the right. number one seed. Yep. Right. I, the, yeah, and who can kind of sneak in there? Do, yep. I, I don't necessarily think the Big Twelve will hang on to two one seeds with Baylor and Kansas. No, no way. So I think that Kentucky and Auburn, whoever wins that, is going to have the the last one seed. So I, yeah, I think that I, I that agree. to me is the the biggest the biggest story. The other one in the SEC is watch for all the coaches that are going to get fired. There's yeah. going to be a bunch. There's going to be a bunch. I mean, like George has already announced. They haven't announced, uh, but it's going well, to happen. Oh, so just media the old Miss announced. Missouri game. The old Miss Missouri game today could be both of them being gone. That could be Conzo and Kermit Davis, um, Mississippi State Ben Howland and and playing Frank Martin. They're both likely like gone. Both of really? them are probably gone. Yep. So you have two matchups today in which all four coaches, to me are probably likely gone. And then Georgia, that's five. And then the, the thing you got to really watch out for, up is so Mike White played, Florida head coach, played with Keith Carter, the Ole Miss AD at Ole Miss. Okay. Could Mike White, if they make a move on Kermit Davis, could he go back to his alma mater? Because they kind of kill him. The, the Florida fan base kills him. Yeah. And, because they're he's not, not gonna, they're they're first four out or next four out, I think. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. They're, the first they're probably four. not going to make it unless they they got to beat Texas A&M and beat Auburn. Keith Carter, NCAA tournament, nineteen ninety eight. It's tough. Look at you. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. But yeah, of course. I mean, I know that they all played on the Ole Miss team. The top will be. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Big uh, win for our community. You you locked down for that Valpo community, no doubt. At some point, you. You know, you may be the next Valpo head coach. No, I will not be that. Who knows? I will not be that. During this great reshuffle, a record number of employees are considering switching jobs. So now is your chance to try to attract them. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you connect with the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Big East, which I will be at tomorrow, by the way, and then I will see you on Friday at the Big Ten. Uh, I expect, listen, I expect the, the, the shrimp waiting for me uh, in between. What if, what if I go and buy that and they don't let me into the arena? They will let you in. You're Robbie Hummel. You just you had a huge expose on you today. The, the security there does not give a shit them. about an expose. Bring, oh, bring, bring him. front in, front in Look at me. Let me bring this shrimp in. My asshole friend is starving. <laughs> he wants to be crying because the horseradish is so strong in this. I thing. know. I really do. I'm. I, it I is really so need good. It. I gotta get it somehow. I, you are can, you getting you it can, today? What are you gonna do? Uh, Probably not today. I got too much work to do. I'll just Saturday. eat in the hotel. Maybe Saturday. Yeah, I'll find a way to get down there. Their food is so good. Uh, yes. I 
we used to go there in college and a lot of the guys on the team didn't like the shrimp cocktail sauce. Couldn't handle and it. So I would right. eat like 45 shrimp the night before we play in Indianapolis because <laughs> I love it. I think it is so good. And hey, some of those did you ever, guys are, did you ever get food poisoning ever when you were on the road playing? Did you ever eat something? Because Hunter Dickinson had some chicken, I'm told. And he, at, and he Columbus. Thought it was bad. I never experienced that um, from a food no. poisoning standpoint. Right. Now, I will say we we were playing. So whenever we played in Indianapolis, whether it was the Big Ten tournament or the wooden tradition, which we played in, we would go out to eat. So it was okay. usually St. Elmo's or Ocean Air or Fogo de Chao. So Fogo de Chao is all you can eat, and it's straight protein. <laughs> so we we went to Fogo de Chao, and all of us just murder the buffet. And we came out the next day and played like garbage against Indiana State. I actually wasn't playing. I was out for my knee. And after that, we never returned. <laughs> we were going to Fogo de Chao. But think about it. Like you eat, you know, 60 ounces of steak, chicken, and whatever else. <laughs> and you eat no carbohydrates. The protein overload in yeah. our bodies. And you I, don't know I, that, man. Like, things have changed so much from men when you played to now to how yeah. these kids are. Well, the, the diet aspect right. of it is so yes. much more. The yeah. kids are way more educated. You yeah. know, I I wonder, you could probably answer this. Are the days of playing AU basketball where it's like, all right, we're at the Peach Jam. We don't have much time, though. Get out at McDonald's and, you know, everybody get like $7 worth of food they're on still the dollar there. menu. Yeah, yeah, they're still there. That, that makes sense. I mean, I it's kind of as a necessity of right. AU. Yeah, when you're running around and they're they're trying to save money, Peach Jam's a little different because they have well, they feed they feed you, they feed you. Peach Jam's a bad example. Well, like Vegas, nationals or yeah, or Vegas, yeah, Yeah, anything in Vegas. You're running from gym to gym. You're getting whatever you can. You know, Jack in the well. I will say though, last year for the USA Bass, we had a training camp down in Orlando where Nationals was and uh, the Super Showcase, and the nostalgia of being in the Milk House is pretty like strong. We played a billion games there, you know. You it was it was crazy. Yeah, I haven't been there in years. All right, let's finish these the bigger uh tournaments quickly. We'll run through them here. Uh Big East, uh, as I was getting to Xavier Travis Steele, they played today. Yeah, it's a big Uh, one. His job they're right right there. Yeah, his job's on the line, too. No doubt about it. His job's on the line. Anything else? I mean, I don't think anything else major is on the line. I like yeah, I don't Nova Nova locked into a three. Right. Yeah, I think it's pretty just uh yeah, there's not much there. Villanova I think can get Pro- it. Too. Providence. Right. Providence uh, probably a four. Probably a four. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, Biggies, there you go. Uh although it will be fun because the, yeah. the quarterfinal MSG is great. Um, and that'll be fun. Then so I'm I'm doing Big East to Big Ten, and then I'll go to Vegas where I'll see the Pac 12 and the Mountain West. So we'll go through those. Mountain West. Anything uh, stick out to you there? I mean, you got four teams that are all probably in the tournament right now. Boise, the one seed, Colorado State, San Diego State, Wyoming's close, but I think they're probably going to get in as the four seed. Kind of cool. I mean, I like the fact that we're going to have a good Mountain West and, and good representation there, but I don't think there's much on the line. No, I would agree. I, Wyoming to me is the question mark. Who did they just yeah. lose to? Um, they lost to State of UNLV. They've lost yeah. what two yeah. or three to finish yeah. the year. Yeah. UNLV. You know what? They've done a nice job there. Kevin Kruger has what are they? They end up eighteen and thirteen. Yeah. 
taken over. They lost a ton of guys. Yep. Um, they, yeah, they got the five seed. They got the five Bryce, seed. Bryce Hamilton was like kind of the lone guy that hung around, and they just took transfers. And, yeah, I, he's done a nice job there. He's done a really nice job. Uh, Pac-12. I mean, to me, again, it's a three-man Pac-12. Could somebody come out of nowhere and and beat Arizona? And Because if they do on that side of the bracket, if Arizona loses, somebody will be playing – to be a bid stealer, whether it's a yeah. Colorado, an Oregon, right. an Arizona State, somebody of can can anybody? Do you think Arizona's that good, Rob? Do you think they're that powerful? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay, yeah. okay. I, I think still, they're really good. Yeah, I, I do too, but I still think they're beatable. Maybe not in this tournament, but I think I'm not saying beatable. that they're gonna. Yeah, I'm not saying they're winning the whole thing 100. Yeah. But I think they've got. Yeah, I, the one question would be. Your boy Kerr, yeah, can yeah. Kerr run the show at a high level? But the the front court is, well, Matherin, Tubelas, and Coloco, yeah, beasts. They and they're they're huge, huge. I mean, they look like an NBA team. And they, Coloco, they really Coloco defensively, defensively he's just gotten wouldn't. he's gotten so much better from last yeah. year, like yeah. so much better. Yeah. Now I, I think about it, Ken Palm, three of those dudes, uh, Tubelas, Matherin, Coloco. Top five in the Ken Palm Player of the Year. That's that's wow. pretty impressive. Wow. I, I will say though, if we get UCLA, Arizona in Vegas, Pac-12 championship, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little pep talk with Kerr before the game if that happens. We'll see if I can get him. You know, get him going. Well, good Kerr, bad Kerr. Who are you getting? We'll get good Kerr. If I can talk good to him Kerr. before the game, we'll get good Kerr. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. All right, what do we got left? We got uh, Big Twelve. Which I love going to usually. I, I, I yeah, try to great, get to great, well. great event in Kansas yeah. City. You've been it's, there. It is awesome. awesome. They do a great job. They do. I mean, they're all good. I, you know, the one that I think so, the Garden's really good for the Big yep. East. We know that. Big Ten's really good in Indy. Great. Big Indy. 12's really good in, in Pac 12. It's in Vegas. So I'm excited because it's, it's Vegas. better in Vegas than LA. I totally. remember watching in college and Isaiah Thomas would be playing in the championship for Washington with like eight people in the stands. Right. Right. It wasn't great. I would say the ACC in Tampa and in, in, um, in, in Brooklyn. It should probably be in North Carolina, right? Every year. It should year. be in every Charlotte. Year. It should be in Greensboro. Greensboro, Greensboro yeah. every year. But Charlotte would be fine too. I would yep. think you've got yep. enough schools. That's true. Is there, is there any, is Atlanta good for the ACC when they've done that? No, that's SEC really. territory. So, no. and the anywhere, SEC yeah. in Tampa, the SEC to me belongs in Nashville or Atlanta or Atlanta. Yeah, either one. But Tampa, just I don't know. I I, I like Tampa for an NCAA tournament. When did they have it in Tampa this year? Really? Yeah, that's where it is. I didn't know that. Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. random. Why? Yeah. Just for Florida? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, I would think that it would be a no-brainer Nashville, Atlanta alternate every year for the SEC. Right. But much like the Big Ten, I feel like should be probably mostly indie. And if you wanted to roll Chicago in there, yeah. fine. Yep. But just because the United Center is not close to down, well, it's close to downtown. It's not easy to get to. You gotta yeah. you gotta get in yeah. a cab. Indianapolis right. is like New Orleans or right. yes. You just you walk from your right. hotel to your yep. restaurant, to your bars, yeah. to the game. Yep. And then back. It, it's a really good, it's a Absolutely. good city. All right. Uh, Big 12. I mean, really the biggest thing that's on the line, Baylor, Kansas. The one, the one won. seed. Yeah. yeah the one, and the maybe one can Oklahoma make a run, Rob? Can they make a run? I don't know. Where does where Lunardi have them right now? 
How far off? That is a good question. He has – they're not even – they're not in the last four buys. They're not in the last four in. Not really? in the first four out. They're not in the next four out. So. Wow. All right. So they oh, got to they got to really roll. They got to get to the title game, which is I mean, not going to happen. I could see if maybe he's got a seedless. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, no, they're not in. They're not in. So um, – and then uh, the AAC. I mean, for, listen, Memphis wins this thing. A lot of people are going to start picking Memphis to win in their brackets, period. Yeah, agreed. And, and I just don't know how real this is. Like, I don't know if this is, I mean, like, Houston, real. Houston is tough, and they, they sweep them. I mean, yeah, but they haven't had their dudes. They beat them twice no, without. I know, but Houston's know. the best team in the league, and you got to play who, who you yep. can play. You know? No, so. I'm, I'm with you. They're, they're certainly, listen, they got some momentum. They got some confidence, some swagger. They're playing better. DeAndre Williams came in and Monty Bates went out and they're playing much better. So I'll give them all that. I just don't know if I'm ready to say like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in on Memphis. Like, I don't know if I'm quite there yet, I mean, but think about how far they've come winning 10 of 11 after they lost 100%. so many games early, bad games, bad games. I, I agree with you that it's, it's not time to crown these guys as like second weekend guarantees, but right. I do think that Penny Hardaway has righted the ship and Hey, and in that league to make the NCAA tournament, you've got to beat Houston. Yeah. And you've got to think that you've got to probably beat SMU and maybe Wichita State. I mean, those are the three teams that you have to beat. And they people, haven't beat SMU, but they did beat Houston. Before we go, if you could have one first four matchup, one one matchup of, of two teams, two teams that are on the bubble right now, who yeah. would you pick? Give me your first four matchup. Like, for me, it's Indiana – and I was going to say North Carolina, but they, they're not they're there in. anymore. Yeah, 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 they're, they're in, they're in at this point. Who, who would you pick? Indiana? Indiana for sure. And the others aren't as good. Uh, I mean, that's a problem. Memphis now is probably off. Like, because if, if you're talking last four in, first four out in the, in the latest release, yeah. you're talking Wake Forest, Xavier, Wyoming, SMU is last four in. And you're talking Indiana, Dayton, BYU, Virginia Tech, first four out. So if I'm taking from those eight teams, Indiana, for sure. For sure. Xavier, I guess. Yeah. And that's why I think Indiana has a shot, especially if they win. People are saying they need to win two. I'm saying they beat all Michigan, they need to beat Michigan, and they'll get yeah. in the first four. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I would be shocked as hell if they don't get in the first four if they beat Michigan. Yeah, Wake Forest wouldn't be just because I think they're a good store in the ACC as well. But yeah. those, two, but it's not like it would have been classic to see Indiana and North Carolina first oh, four. But that's so that's good. Not, we're not would have been so good. All right, all right. I know you got to watch some more Northwestern tape, so I don't want to take you away <laughs> yeah, from that. I do. And you, you need to read the story about yourself again and again and again. Another fifteen times. Just I'm gonna have you. Hey. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you and have you read it to me. Bring the shrimp cocktail. If you don't bring the damn shrimp cocktail for me for the night session, leave 10 minutes earlier, go take a, care of your boy, and smuggle in some damn shrimp cocktail. Is that a food that travels well? I'm not You're sure You're taking it, it five minutes. Well, How no, far are you There are certain things that you order at a restaurant where you're I like, I did it last on, year. Let, no, let I brought it. I'm saying. I brought it back to my room last year in Indy. I just, it's a lot, you know, the aesthetic of having it in oh. the, the steel thing with the ice. I, they package it to go. All right. We'll see. We'll they see. Give it time. to you to go. I, I, listen, I will be very, very let down 
Here's again, my question. Why don't you have time to, when you're going from the airport to the stadium to stop at Harry and Izzy's or St. Elmo's and be like, I'm going to get a shrimp cocktail real quick. I don't, I don't know if it'll be open that early. I don't think Go it'll be lunch. open. What time are you getting in? I land at like 10.10 in Indy. 10.10. What's Pretty the sure they open, they open at 11. All right, and there goes Hummel. Doesn't even give me a goodbye, nothing, just absolutely leaves. You know, that, that is the life of a big star at this point. Uh, big star, big ego. Make sure you tune in every single week. We got a few weeks left here in the postseason when it matters the most. Goodman and Hummel podcast. Thanks for joining us. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.